Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I was reading about um, Cambridge University in the UK. They voted to push for a completely vegan menu across catering services. It's the student union who voted to remove all animal products from their cafes and their canteens. They want to create a sustainable and 100% plant-based menu. I want to hear your thoughts on whether you think we should do something similar in Ireland. Like, how do the students of NUI Galway or uh, Trinity, any of the uh, the TUs across the country, how, like, how do you feel about this? Do you like the idea of there being potentially no choice in the college canteen? 53106 is the text line number. Uh, Nathan McGovern is the co-founder of um, the Plant-Based Universities uh, grouping. Nathan's with us on the line today. Nathan, sorry, you're a student at Cambridge. Why did the uh, students vote for this? Um, yeah, so just to correct you, I'm not a student at Cambridge. I'm, you know, one of the people who's happy to call themselves the co-founder of this national, uh, now international campaign in okay. over 40 universities. So why did students vote for this? Um, well, you know, if you look at the data, you know, 90% of students know they're severely concerned about the climate crisis and that matches the 80% of adults in the UK are. And, you know, what we're looking at is how can we solve this? You know, we don't want to dwell on problems. We want to look at how we can make the world a better place. You know, the data from, you know, the likes of Oxford, Cambridge and Harvard, these distinguished institutions show us that a plant-based food system is a key solution to the climate and ecological crises. So how far does this go? Completely vegan, is it? So what this will do, it will affect the university catering service at Cambridge. So we'll begin negotiating with them for their five cafes to, you know, transition to fully plant-based menus. And it will also affect internal events at the university. It won't affect any of the university colleges, although we're going to continue to work with them to implement this change in the future. So it, it, it's, it's just the, well, I don't mean just, but it's the menu in the, college, in the college's canteens then that's going to change? No, not the colleges themselves. So it's the five uh, cafes that are operated by the university catering services, not colleges at the moment. So, so is, the, is that the main restaurant effectively, effectively where the student body eats? Um, so students within their own colleges uh, will, will have the choice to dine there, but it's you know, central outlets that are operated by the university. So, yeah, it will affect a lot of people, but in a positive way, we hope. Uh, has there been any pushback from students to this? Um, well, the vote was actually passed by 72% of the student representatives who chose to, to vote on this issue. So that's a, a rather huge mandate, and, you know, it was 55% of the total, 21% against, and, you know, about a quarter of voters abstained. So still, you know, whichever way you look at it, this is a huge mandate for this change to be implemented. But a quarter of the, the voters um, abstained. So, so well, they have nothing to eat then, no choice? Uh, well, you know, you talk about choice, but at the moment, if a student at the University of Cambridge wants to have a sustainable meal in one of those cafes, there is one option. So we're actually creating more sustainable options for students at Cambridge by doing this. Kayleigh Nolan is um, from the Vegan Society in UCC. Kayleigh, does this mean there'll be no Snickers or dairy milks in the vending machines now in Cork? Now, I couldn't tell you exactly how it would be implemented in Cork, but that's what we'd like to start those negotiations and talks with our restaurant committee. And it's something that our members come to us whenever we have a meeting asking for a plant-based options because they go to the main restaurants and can't find anything for them. 
Um, so we're just hoping to like have their voices amplified and get meals for them on campus so they're not left in that Is that not a big shift though, to go from where you have very few options for vegans to a primarily vegan-based menu? I think Is that not a massive shift? Like, is it though? I think I think it's, if it's what students want, that they should be provided with that. Like, I think no one should be going hungry on their own campus. So we just want to show people what they want to have. And to be honest, I think most people are familiar with vegan meals in this day and age. You know, fruits and vegetables are what we've been told all our lives that we should be eating. And that's what we want to provide, you know, healthy and sustainable and things that we can eat for the rest of our lives. So I spoke to you a couple of months back, Hayley, and you said this was something you'd like to see UCC consider. Has any progress been made on that? Yes, we've been talking with um, plant-based universities in the UK and with other climate action groups and vegan societies in Ireland. And we're hoping to all come together in March to start these discussions amongst ourselves and see what students really want, because we just want to implement student voice as much as we can. Um, So we're going to have some workshops just discussing what it is we want on our plates and how best to approach that with our universities. But do you envisage, like, is is your sort of um, idea in all of this that UCC would go vegan? Um, We would hope so, at least plant-based if that's what student wants and, you know, implementing more local and sustainable farming into our, like, food rotation in our cafes and restaurants. Um, so we'd love to just hear what students want to want on their plates, really. Like I, I understand the argument, and, and absolutely, there there should be you know more options and and vegan and vegetarian options available. But I I, I can't see how by taking away choice from people that that that's going to do it any favors. Like if the only option I, in the menu is going to be a vegan a vegan menu. I think everyone can eat vegan if they choose to and we want to hear from people who have dietary restrictions too and who can't eat dairy or eat eggs and are maybe celiac too. So we want to hear about all those from all those people and see what they would like on their plates. But um, I think we're not taking away choice at all because a lot of vegans on in UCC, we have a whole society of them. So we are here and we do want food that we can cater to. And recently we've introduced a vegan breakfast at our main restaurant and that's been going really well and people have been taking it up so I think why not let people eat vegan whenever they like. Chris, do you think this is fair? Middle ground on this, if that's okay. Go on ahead, Chris, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sick and tired of listening to to save the planet, we need to get rid of meat. Now, I have the official figures here in front of me from a survey done by Harvard last year that was released in September. Now, fair enough, beef is the number one CO2 producer of foods. Second, dairy. Third is chocolate. Fourth is coffee. Fifth is rice. Sixth is palm oil. And seventh is the industrial fish industry. There's no beef on that list of the top ten. So why are we going straight to ban all meat? And where is this propaganda coming from? Does that put, do, you see, do you see my point? Do you want to answer, Kayleigh? Well, like you said, I think uh, most of those uh, food groups that were mentioned in that survey from Harvard are all non-vegan food, non-plant-based food. So I think just well, taking, no, getting sorry, rid of the one, beef and the fish. Number one and two are beef and dairy. And that's yeah. fair enough. I understand the points of beef and dairy. But chocolate, coffee, rice, animals, that's what vegans are promoting. Now, they're promoting them. And they have such a high CO2 content. I mean, there's a higher 
carbon footprint than chicken or sheep per kilo. Now, why should we be banning chicken and sheep when chocolate, coffee and rice are three, four and five on the list? Uh, we're uh, looking for I sustainable not, options. I'm never going to ban... I'm never going to tell a vegan to stop eating vegan. I'm never going to tell a vegetarian to stop eating vegetarian. But I expect the same to have people not prevent me eating meat. Now, I have a balanced diet and I believe that monoculture is a very bad idea, which is what the vegans are pushing. They want only fruit, veg and nuts. Okay. Now, again, I'm allergic to nuts. Okay. So, are you I'm a student, are you a student Chris? I was last year. Okay. And, and so I tell you, if it was brought into the college, I would not be standing for it. And I can see why people are abstaining from the votes because people are scared. And I have been in conversations and I have had conversations with people where the moment you say anything, oh, well, I don't think this vegan message is right, you get jumped on and you're told you're a, a climate deniest or you're not good for the planet and you're a bad person and blah, 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 which I think is completely wrong. If you want to ask me, I, my motto is keep it as natural and as local as possible. You people walking around, these young people walking around in plastic clothes with their brand new iPhones and their lithium battery cars telling me to stop eating meat when we should be moving towards wool. I mean, the price of wool is 27 cent uh, fleece at the moment. Now, it costs nearly three quid to shave a sheep, or a shave a sheep per sheep. Wool is, now there is okay. a vegan-friendly, sustainable industry that Ireland was built on that is dead. He, 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 makes, uh, he makes a point, Kelly, around the fashion. Well, I, in in the vegan society, we also promote like sustainability in terms of shopping secondhand and not um, looking for these like plastic based clothing options, and that's just kind of something that we promote too within with the uh, fashion society in UCC as well. The UCC have brought in um, a ban on all single use and like plastics for 2023, so that's something that our green campus in UCC is pushing. Um, so it's it's obvious that students in UCC care about um, the climate crisis and care about sustainability. So I don't see why that can't be brought onto our plate as well as just the plastic that we okay. have no bounds. I'd love to hear from students in, in some of the other colleges and, and ITs and universities across the country. Like if this is something that UCC is seriously considering, they're meeting uh, in March with other, who did you say, Kayleigh, with other universities? Is it to discuss yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, Trinity and Galway both have vegan university um, societies that are hoping to meet with us. But then there's climate action and environmental societies in Maynooth and Limerick and Dublin and Galway and even Belfast that all said that they'd be interested in coming to uh, this like workshop and talk as well. So I think everyone on the island is really kind of coming together because we know there's a climate crisis and as students we want to act on it. So I think that's, you know, kind of more than justify that we want to like bring people together and kind of create a cohesive message. Regarding the vegan food in university, says this text, where people forget um, about the staff with these things. Most students will pass through the university in four to five years. The staff spend their working life in the university. I'm a lecturer and I'm 20 years in this place and I will be here for another 20, hopefully. If there were only vegan options available, it would be severely detrimental to the staff. Are the staff going to be subject, um, Kayleigh, to this as well? 
Um, yeah, but we'd love staff input as well, and there are staff in UCC who are vegan and plant-based and vegetarian also, and that's why we want to discuss with the restaurant committee, who both students and staff um, are on that committee as well. So we want everyone to be able to eat plant-based. I think staff are also, you know, part of this movement for a more sustainable campus too. They're the, the admins have been okay. doing that over the years. T- T- Tommy is with us as well. Tommy, I believe you are a student um, in Cambridge, actually, where, where this has been introduced. What's the reaction there on the campus? Yes. Yeah, well, uh, I, I think the, we, we've, uh, we haven't seen uh, the, the full extent of the reaction yet, but I think uh, I, that there, there has been some really positive uh, feedback on this. Uh, we've seen uh, some pushback as well, but I think, uh, I, I think the student union, um, uh, the, the, the results of the vote are very clear that, uh, that they support this action. Um, I think there are many people who are, who are pleased to see it as well. Well, a quarter of the students abstained from the vote, didn't they? Yeah, a quarter of the of the student representatives uh, abstained from the vote. Yes. Yeah. So, do, I mean, can we can we read into that and think? You know, does that mean maybe some of the students want a choice? No, I, I would I would say like uh, often the reason why people abstain is if they haven't uh, is if they haven't discussed it with other people that they're representing. Uh, that that could be that could be part of the reason. Um, I, I think the I think the results of the the vote are very uh, very clearly in our favour. Okay, a listener asking as a business owner, I think this is crazy. We go on about equality and embrace change and support it, but I actually think this is quite selfish and isolating to others. Says Fergus, another texter as well has got in touch to say we have the wrong focus with regards to vegan versus meat. Instead, we should be looking at processed foods. Um, processed foods. Um, the processed food addiction is now quite serious, according to this listener. Uh, another texter has got in touch as well to make the point that what about people with Crohn's? who eat mostly veg and fruit. Uh, I'm not sure what the remainder of that text was, but one listener asking about that. I did mention we have a poll on Twitter about this today as well ourselves here at Lunchtime Live NT. I'm just interested in uh, students' uh, views on this across across Ireland. Um, just to give you the results so far to this, uh, just one second, like I get them there. Yeah, so uh, 78%, over 78% say no. They don't think Irish universities should go vegan. Um, 18% say more choice is required. Uh, Just over 3% agree Irish universities should go vegan, similar to what's been introduced at Cambridge University. Are all those vegans flying away on their J1 for the summer holiday, asks this texter. Another listener says you don't have to kill a chocolate to eat a chocolate bar. You do have to kill a chicken to eat chicken. It's not just about carbon. It's also about uh, animal welfare too, says this texter. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. A little earlier on the programme, we were chatting about this um, move by Cambridge University in the UK to go vegan, vegan menus across catering services. And about 72% actually of the student body voted to remove the animal products from cafes and canteens. And we've been asking today, like, how would you feel if Irish colleges or universities were to follow suit? And we spoke to Kayleigh from the Vegan Society in University College Cork. And she said on the programme that UCC... Uh, They're going to meet with other vegan societies and other colleges um, in the UK and in Ireland next month to discuss, possibly, uh, looking at other um, 
perhaps UCC going vegan only as well. So I've been asking you to get in touch with us about this today. Jenna is with us on the line from the NUI Galway Vegan Society. Is it something that's happening in Galway potentially too, Jenna? Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, well, there's discussions going on. I think the first step is getting the conversation going about why it's important to transition to plant-based food options in the face of the climate crisis. So it's definitely something new. It's definitely something we're optimistic about. Do you think it will happen, though? Do you think colleges, the student body in Ireland, would vote for something like this? Um, Well, we get so much climate science from universities. And myself, I'm studying a master's in climate change, food security and agriculture. And all the stuff we're learning is just the way we conduct animal agriculture now is just not sustainable. So I think if we present the facts, I think it's kind of the logical next step to go towards plant-based options at the college. Um, what what is the like the the situation in the canteen in Galway at the moment in terms of the offering for vegans or vegetarians? Is there much? Are there many options? Uh, well, personally, I'd like to see it improved for more plant-based options. There's always a vegetarian option, but usually there's cheese in it, or sometimes they have curries. Um, but definitely, I think there should be an improvement with that. And at breakfast as well, say, more vegan-friendly options would be great. So is it not about then just improving the vegan and vegetarian menu rather than replacing the, 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 the traditional menu that's already there? Well, I think if we're to truly tackle the uh, climate crisis and the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, um, the way forward is just to, to just step away from animal agriculture, especially in developed countries where it's just it's unsustainable and too too intense. Like over one third of Ireland's greenhouse gas emissions come from animal agriculture. So I think a, a whole system change needs to be conducted to allow for real positive change to happen. Gareth is with us on the line as well, Jenna. Um, do you think this is something Irish colleges should look at? Hi, how you doing? No, Andrew, I don't at all, actually. Um, interestingly, I have IBS myself, and as a result, I can't eat dairy or gluten. Um, but I eat very well. I eat loads of salads. I eat some. I, I, I eat meat, I eat fish, I eat um, curries and so on, I mentioned there. If there were only vegan options, you'd be taking away a huge amount of, the, of, of my, my remaining options, and I'd take my money off campus. And I think people have to have to think about what happens if a significant number of people decide to do that, because I know it's only anecdotal, obviously, but I know an awful lot of people studying on campuses and working on campuses would take their money elsewhere. So all of those businesses operating those cafes and restaurants and bars and so on on campus would see their, would see their business falling. And they're not going to stay there paying their staff and paying for facilities and so on out of the goodness of their heart. They're going to pull out. And we've seen a huge amount, particularly obviously in the smaller campuses, but we've seen a huge amount of restaurant services, canteen services, bars and so on closed in recent years. And in fact, COVID obviously put a number of them out of business. So if they see a significant proportion of their business um, leaving the campus and spending money off campus because they're suddenly not allowed offer the bulk of what they currently sell, I think it's a recipe for disaster. So I suppose my point is, I don't think it's fair to remove a significant portion of what I can actually eat. But equally, I wouldn't assume that just because I can't have dairy, that nobody else on campus should have it either. 
Like I, I understand completely the discussion around you know sustainability and, and and looking at at other options and all of that and improving you know the the daily food options for vegans and vegetarians. But I don't know that just going in one Monday morning and ripping up the menu is the right mm. way to do it either. Absolutely, and 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 in fairness, like. It, it, it's not that hard to find options, whether you can't have particular ingredients or whether you choose not to have them. It's not that difficult to find those options. I mean, I've worked and studied on a number of different campuses, including the one in Galway, and I'm aware of vegetarian options were mentioned, but also vegan options. I can't speak for every single outlet, mm. every single cafe, obviously. But, but I mean, it is possible to get these things currently on campus. If my options were removed, or if those options were removed from an awful lot of people working here, those businesses would be gone. So you'd have less services on campus. The people running the universities and the colleges would in turn be looking to the state to help them put facilities back in for students. And who's going to pay for that? Mike is with us as well, Gareth. Mike, what's your view on this? Look, I'm a, I'm, I'm a dairy farmer and a bee farmer. And uh, look, my, my view is, look, people have their own have their own way of life and choosing is their own choice. But... With turning totally into vegan, no, you're, you're, cause, you're going to cause more trouble in the long run. In what way? Like, pers- well, how would say from first of all, I'll be out of number one, I'll be out of a job, and my neighbours down the world. Like, without, if if they, if the vegans keep going at the pace they're going, family farms and people with jobs will be. Will be will be cut by at least by thirty five to fifty percent in the next ten years if they keep going at the pace they're going. What do you mean at the pace they're going? I base, ba- ba- basically there. I, I have no problem with anyone who's being. Who, I, I have no problem with who, who, any vegans. I have absolutely no problem as long as they keep their mouth shut. <laughs> what? Yeah, basically, I I've had people coming up to my face calling me a butcher to my face on a night out because they found out I was a farmer I was a dairy farmer and they come up and they start roaring at me that I'm a butcher I'm a butcher to this and I'm a butcher to that right so like and at that at the pace they're going people are we pay people will lose their jobs but if they're trying to if they're trying to save the environment going vegan isn't isn't the best way due to the fact that 85% of the vegan products that, that, that people that vegans consume Come are imported into Ireland. What about that, Jenna? Response uh, that I, I understand completely. There's a social and cultural aspect tied to beef and dairy farming in Ireland. I grew up on a beef farm myself. My dad's a beef farmer, so I think conversation is really the big part of the first step of transitioning to plant-based food systems. So I think really being sensitive towards the social factor and that we want to support farmers. For example, say transitioning to forestry farming as opposed to beef farming would be good carbon sinks and better financially in the long term. But I understand it's, it's a huge shift in your mindset that it would really take uh, communication. is a really big, important part, effective communication. Is forestry farming an option to you, Mike? No, no. Like I've got good, I've got good quality land here, and it's be ashamed. It'll be a shame to put it into forestry or anything. And I grew, I grew, I grew up on this. I grew up in my farm, and and I'm hoping to stay, stay old, work when I'm old in this farm. 
but like the thing is, uh, when herself was on about communication, fine, communication, come up and com- communicate with us, but not come in and launch in a text at dairy farmers. Okay. So because because the thing the thing the thing is, if we uh, and not majority of the vegans, but most majority of the, well the the vegan activists basically say that we we harm our we harm our animals. If we harm our animals, our animals get sick. If our animals get sick, the vet is called out. If the vet is called out, that's more bills. We do all we treat our animals with respect. But vegans don't okay. see that. Do you can can I just ask you, Mike, just something you mentioned a few moments ago about comments that you've had, you know, from, from yeah. people about being a farmer. Um do, like do you think are people turning against farmers? Yes. You do. They're calling us butchers. But they don't they they, they don't they don't see they don't see us. We're we, like at the moment I'm due calv I'm we're at the moment I'm a calving season. Mm. It's two hours two hours sleep I've had in the last seven a night for the last seven days because I'm 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 staying up to make sure the cow calves properly and safely. Do you know people the vegans don't see the amount of what we what we okay. do in the background. Well, 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 Jen, I'm sure you do because you mentioned you come from a bee farming background. Yes, yeah, I, I I know my dad cares about the cows, but just at, at the end of the day, it's just the facts have been presented to me in my studies, and it's just unsustainable to keep it going if we really want to achieve the uh, UN Sustainable Development Goals by 2030, and if we want a planet that remains habitable for humans in the future, for us now and then for future generations as well, something has to change, and I think looking at the food systems is the quickest way we can do that to start bringing down greenhouse gas emissions. But I, I understand it's a really not really topic. Mm, not really. Um, if you don't mind me, don't mind me butting in. If he knocked off fifteen percent of the airplanes off out guys, the airplanes, the airplanes, the airplanes, the airports, and the airplanes are are are. are I guess he's seen a blind eye. And they're, so they're only hitting the easy targets, which is the farmers, with all these legislations, okay. with all the with all the legislations that are coming in. Like the government are the government are saying, oh, we're not going to depopulate a, a cow's herd. They're doing it through the nitrates. They're true. They're they're doing it by by the okay. paperwork to force us to let, let, decrease our herd. Let, let, let me bring in uh, Walter as well. Walter's on the line. Um, what's your view on colleges? You know, possibly going vegan only, Walter. Um, honestly. I think it's it's ridiculous, really, because the idea that veganism is uh, is beneficial to animals is um, it's not true. I mean, you have to take all animals into account. If you're going to feed the planet or the, the people of the planet by crops, you must till all the land. There's a finite amount of fertile land on the world in or in the world. Um, insects, worms, slugs, snails, frogs, ground nest, ground nesting birds, um, like ground mammals like mice, voles, etc. They all die in the production of, of crops. So that has to be tied in then with veganism. If it's the ethical treatment of animals, you're not treating animals ethically by not using them. I mean, animals will breed. They, they don't practice contraception or birth control or anything like that in the wild, obviously. It can be, it can be controlled on a farm. And it's controlled. I have things. I'm not a farmer myself, but it is controlled okay. and and very but well ran. But your point is, you you don't think that this should be forced upon students effectively? No, absolutely right. not. Okay. It's, it's, it's not possible. Um, 
listener has got in touch to say Cambridge is a very uh, you were chatting about Cambridge University it's a very exclusive university I think we should get real the normal student in Ireland would find this very limiting I agree with some of the vegan ideology but I actually feel that it's not fair to ram this down down people's throat everybody deserves to have some choice is Jessica with us as well Jessica do you, you got in touch you have a view on this I do yes um, I look people want to be vegan that's fine but let's make it very clear that it's a food choice. There are people out there with food allergies who the vegan food is a death sentence. Um, my son, who is very close to going to university, has a nut, a nut allergy, and it's anaphylactic. So if he ingests the nuts, if he's near the nuts, he could go in anaphylactic shock. Their food's basically made up of nuts a lot of the time, nut rolls and things like that. So you're excluding him who doesn't have a choice when uh, he doesn't have a food choice from being in that area. So look, you can't get That'd a nut free meal on an airplane. About. Yeah. I don't think you should be excluding him from a nut free, you know, he should be able to get a nut free okay. meal in a college university. Yeah. How so difficult is that actually, uh, Jessica? I'm sorry? How difficult is it to get nut free meals? You know, in, in the likes of college or ca- campus canteens. Oh, you're packing your own lunch because you can't trust any kind of cross-contamination. Mm. So you can't eat anything. You know, yeah. he, he wasn't invited to any parties as a kid. He, um, you know, even at school, he takes his own lunch. He's off to Barcelona soon with school and he'll be taking pot noodles with him just to make sure that he has something safe. That must be very difficult, is it, Jessica? It's extremely difficult. Yeah. You know, you're you're carrying EpiPens and you're relying on your friends to be able to inject you with an with an with epinephrine if somebody's rude and wipes a nut on you. <laughs> it's ridiculous to think that veganism, which is completely a choice, should take precedence over someone who has known allergies. Okay. No, that's a, that's, that's, that's a fair point. Uh, thanks a million, Jessica, for, for getting in touch with us on the show as well. Walter there too. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.